0: Welcome to what is now moving with life and no longer swinging with life. The reason we are no longer swinging with life is because if you search iTunes podcast and type that in, you'll find that there are some extremely irrelevant topics and podcasts to what we're trying to do with our podcast. So I talked to the guys, they agreed, we changed it, we are now moving with life. Listeners, new and returning, please subscribe to our podcast, Uh, leave some feedback, leave a review. Uh, Let us know what you think. Let us know maybe if we can improve on something. Any comments, questions, I will have some social media uh, information posted on the show notes. So you can get that from there and then proceed to contact us as you wish. So episode two, it's brief and it flew by. It flew by even for us. Very short compared to the first podcast. The first podcast, you know, went over a good two hours, a little over two hours. So this one's really shrunk down uh, mostly due to time constraint that we had and you know no factor we still got it done Uh, I had developed a set of questions uh, maybe a few months ago that I finally get to ask Eddie and Brian in this episode and I wasn't able to answer this set of questions for myself so I will make it a point to answer them for episode three first and then proceed with whatever agenda we have for that episode for now I'd like you to sit back enjoy episode two of moving with life
1: I still prefer to be in trouble but not really kind of sort of
0: never mind <laughs> 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 that's going on the first part of our podcast (laughs) (laughs) for the second one all right so we're back for the second day not second day but second podcast um this one's gonna be way more structured than what we did the first time like i said at the beginning of the first podcast it's it was just a conversation so people can get to know us we did get some instant feedback which is awesome Thanks you thank you bianca and justin for giving us feedback like within 24 hours of uh, releasing the podcast to iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, really cool, really cool. Today, it's going to be just questions. It's going to be four questions that we're going to go through. I'll read one at a time. So like, let's say we start with Eddie. Uh, I'll read one, you answer it, and then two, answer it, and then we'll move forward and then go to Brian, and then I'll do me at last, depending on how much time we have left. Okay. Um, that'd be the way it's going to go. So we're for the people listening, we're going to get right into it, uh, not waste anybody's time. If you could summarize your childhood from the time you can recall memories up until about the age of ten, which is about up, up to about middle school, uh, what would you say? How would you describe it?
1: Hmm. Summarizing my childhood, I guess I'd s- I don't know. I feel like I feel like I was definitely an oddball. Like I was like a weird kid. I was like very small one, like in size. I just like I didn't get my growth spurt until like sophomore year of high school, and so I was when I became a freshman in high school. I was still under five feet, like I was 4'9 going into freshman year, if that gives you a picture of how short I was forever, up until sophomore year high school. So like middle school, elementary school, that whole age, that span of age, I was short. And so I started to grow disinterested with my sports, primarily, um, and that's like one thing I'd always had like going with sports. So I got really disinterested with that because of my height challenge because I enjoyed playing first base in baseball and now suddenly I can't play first anymore because I'm short as hell.
0: Everybody's grown, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So I got a lot more into the music side of things and that's really where I started like just like, that's like really where I really f- was figuring out that I was just wanted to do music forever. And then uh but I was just a really weird kid, man. I was really like into weird stuff and like not into like anything that everyone else seemed to be into music wise and like sports wise and dress wise like my mom still dressed me you know so I was just kind of going off of that but um but I feel like I had I had friends but I had very close friends but I never had many friends you know what I'm saying yeah so I don't know I've I always felt like I've been hanging out in the back all right or if that makes yeah, sense yeah no, yeah yeah
0: yeah <clears throat> okay now moving forward from there in retrospect what changes did you see happen from middle school until graduating high school so basically all of your adolescence all of the teenage years you know going before going to college now you look back at it like how 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 was that for you
1: you're talking about like you know the high school years now pretty much
0: or uh well adolescence so you're growing you're you know you're going through you now everybody's having their growth spurts and you're not yet you don't have it to sophomore year so all of that time and then high school how did then how, from then from sophomore year you know maturing physically but also mentally how did it progress from then on to graduated high school
1: i don't know if it progressed a lot i wouldn't say like much of my um like i guess like the way i think now i've only been i've only feel like i've been wrapped up in the way i think now maybe like since i've been out of college to be honest which i'm sure you're probably going to bring up in in a little bit so we'll get there but i guess like the way i i was thinking about things thinking about the world in high school was very just like over my head man like i was like so wrapped up in what i was doing with like orchestra and music and jazz and like and mariachi and i just wanted to do everything and anything um that was music related and so i was like i quit playing tennis I quit doing all that and my friend group kind of pretty much stayed the same within like the music realm of people um, specifically orchestra and and I was just really wrapped up in that man like and and all the rest of the world was just always just over my head I was so like narrowed in on on um, I guess my little bubble at the time Yeah.
0: Yeah. okay so now third question how was college how did how did that how did you transform uh, through college from from you know from knowing from the day you knew that you got accepted to the university until the day you walked for graduation college?
1: So I knew I wanted to go to Belmont University, which is in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I knew I wanted to go there since the day that I met uh, my voice coach, who's, um, well, I guess we're going to edit out names. Yeah. So yeah. I forget. It's fine. I yeah, your voice name. coach, it's fine. But yeah, so I'd met my voice coach, who uh, um, who is from Nashville and teaches at Belmont. And um, and so he basically was going to drag me by my ass up there. So I was like, okay, I'm going up there. But I was, I was happy. I was, like, excited. So this all happened when I was 16 years old, and I believe that was junior year of high school. After that happened, I checked out of everything so I was like super excited to go to high school, I mean high school, college, and get out of high school. So like graduation couldn't have come any sooner from, from that point on, from 16 years old and on. And so once I got to college, I didn't know anyone going to that school, obviously. It's a very small uh, private university. It's like, I think the size of my class like in college is probably like 6,000 some. No, not no, that was like the size of the whole school. I'm lying. Um, my class was probably like between 1500 and 2000 kids i think but it was like very small schools like 6000 total at the time i think now it's like at nine it's growing pretty fast but uh, even then it's still really small so
0: yeah it's still relatively small compared yeah. to even the utrgb and yeah. you know even where i went yeah. yeah
1: so anyways i uh, i didn't know anyone and i was going for music and and i was going for voice which is like the one thing in high school i never did i never did choir in jazz mariachi orchestra i guess band i didn't do band but regardless i was kind of more or less all over the place Mm -hmm. right and but singing is like oh forget about it so my learning curve was that much steeper so i had to learn how to really dig in and how to read choral music and follow choral directors which is feels like it's, it's i'm sure it's similar but it feels way different when you're coming from seven years of orchestra directors and orchestra conducting yeah So I was just in a very foreign world when I went to college, like on all levels, like educationally, I was in a foreign world and like geographically, obviously I was in a foreign world and environmentally and like, and all that, you know, it gets colder up there and I hate the cold. Can't stand it. And, uh, and of course I didn't know anyone. So uh, I had to like make my own friends, or my new friends, or whatever. So a lot of that became my roommates, and so uh, a couple of my roommates were very just like open-minded, philosophical people, and uh, it, that's where my mind really started to shift. I went from being this narrow, like you know, um, you know, teenager, I guess, into now I'm eighteen, and and my mind was just like, oh shit, like. like yeah, I, like, I never imagined, like, other 18-year-olds, like, talking about, like, opening up their minds the way that these dudes were. And, and they had just such different perspectives, being, like, one was from, one of my roommates was from West Virginia, and another one was there from Tennessee. And then another one, I guess the other one was, was still from Tennessee, but from um, from a couple more hours down, like, East Tennessee, which is, like, it might as well be a different state from, from Middle and West Tennessee. Because gotcha. of the time change, mainly. So, yeah. Um, but yeah and then that and then it's just such a hipster school like completely opposite of what I was then such a hipster school so like there's a lot of like smokers and there's like a you know just a lot of different personalities and and just a lot of different kinds of cats going around and and Belmont was like one of those schools that like has a lot of people from a lot like from every different state like all the 50 United States and the, uh, all the 50 states right and then and then some like we'd get people from like from Africa like coming into like you know like uh, run track for the school or whatever and then people coming in from Africa just to study under like you know under vocal or to study music business uh, people from Australia and like it was nuts man so like meeting everyone from different backgrounds is like super just challenging and mind-opening and then um, well my political views that we won't get like two into that but um but my political views back then definitely leaned a l- very hard right very hard republican and um because that's pretty much for the most part how my parents are and that's so that's kind of like what I've been taught and how I've been raised right. and my roommates were very very far other side so adding that in uh, that's like even more of a mind opener and then one of my roommates was also an atheist so then I had that um, you, that I mean, other perspective. Yeah, because you,
0: I mean, yeah, up until that point, you probably were not, I mean, you hadn't been introduced to somebody like that, you know, of that belief, you know, ever up mm-hmm. until then. That's
1: interesting. Yeah, it was very, and I I still like pretty religious back then too. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, it was a pretty big deal for me and then like going through all the experiences and all the endless stories, we could have multiple podcasts about just me like telling stories from as I'm sure it, anyone really could about their college experience, mm-hmm. but it was just very just, overwhelmingly mind-opening so like that's like where i really started to get get challenged with everything politics religion um meaning of life like everything like that it's pretty nuts
0: a lot of yeah a lot of the key factors that help shape you anyways that you grew up learning for the first 17 years of your life and now all of that every single things being challenged it's very interesting to me yeah.
1: and like middle school and high school like i i i feel back because i feel like i couldn't like give much information about that but it's just it was that narrow like i don't have much to say except like everyone down here that we went to school with at least like to me in my opinion like everything's very monotone in the sense like everyone's very like narrowed in and like centered on the way of life down here and there's not a lot of variety down here to the way that people are living mm-hmm and you know and and the way people view things politically religiously like everyone here is is pretty much dominantly catholic for the most part hardly any catholicism in uh in middle tennessee so it's it's another one of those things right
0: yeah and even for like those who did move away for college maybe and then ended up moving back because maybe it was too much change it's not that it was it's not a good or bad thing it's just it's just you're experiencing change and sometimes you 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 don't have you don't feel like there's time to like to adapt you don't understand like or you're not given like the guidance i guess to to do that cuz i know for me i i moved back after college the first time so we'll get to me in a bit but i definitely see that and then like you know people that we know that move back home because it's like oh like you, uh to me i hear a lot of excuses about it being money when i which i don't believe uh now i don't believe but i can get to that i'll get to that later but uh yeah, very, inter- very interesting for uh, as far as change. I and like it was, that.
1: it was also interesting to see people collapse under a, a huge change like that. For me, I was just so mentally ready for a getaway from the valley. Like I was, I was the kid who was just like ready to leave and say like, you know, basically like ah, like not that I f- like feel this way now, but like ah, like fuck your hometown, you yeah, know, yeah, fuck yeah. my hometown. So it was like I wanted to get out You're and right. and basically go live and have those kind of experiences. Um, but it was interesting to see other people that I met very early on at Belmont at school um, just collapse under a very drastic change. And Belmont's, like, very harsh with their rules and their regulations, with alcohol, with drugs, and all that stuff. And there are people that came from very easygoing like families. Like, their parents were cool with them drinking or cool with them smoking pot or whatever, and no judgment. I I really don't care. But Belmont really cared. Yeah, so Be-
0: <laughs> Belmont was sure that their brand was going to stay. Mm-hmm you know, consistent Christian values, private Christian school. Mm. So,
1: um, so yeah, like a lot of people were collapsing, having to deal with very strict sets of rules. And so sure. a lot of people either got suspended from breaking those rules once or twice or too many times. There some people just said, screw it and left and, and a lot of the latter. So. Interesting.
0: Okay. So you go through college, you go through all this intense change. <coughs> How was it? A year, like your first year from when, like you graduated, you walked that first year out of college.
1: So, this is where it really, this is where my life really starts to just like blossom as as far as, you know, my own opinion. Because middle school, again, just very narrowed, like uh, everything's very basic, day in, day out, school, same set of friends, same set of values, whatever, no challenge, right? That's middle school and high school. College starts to open up a lot more meeting new people lots of what different walks of life right and even then like my first year out of college living on my own and trying to figure out stuff myself like that experience in itself just nothing else has compared to that or, or come close and college was this huge transformative thing for me um as far as how i came to see life and think about religion politics what i wanted to do and my purpose and overall what I wanted to do with my life and how I wanted to leave my mark on the earth and so the first year I was out of college okay so I guess dialing it back a bit what I was used to in college my sophomore year halfway through my sophomore year of school I started um, seeing this girl and we ended up dating for about two and a half close to three years and um and I, I basically broke up with her the day after I graduated school I had this very cliche story, but I'd gone to uh, a friend of mine's wedding the day after I graduated. So I graduated on on Star Wars Day that year. So May 4th, 2014. May the 4th be with you. That's when I graduated May 5th. I go to my friend's wedding and I'm their stag. Um, my uh, my girlfriend is just uh, at her apartment by herself and it's it's one of those things like it's a very small wedding and like i felt awkward like asking it's like hey can my girlfriend tag along whatever it's a very very small wedding and um so i go to the wedding and it's, again very cliche but i see my buddies like the, the like you know the look in his eyes as his bride is walking down the aisle and i'm like dude like that's intense and incredible, and I'm never going to feel that way about this girl. So I'm, like, doing myself an injustice. Worse, I'm doing her an injustice. Like, I, I don't want to treat anyone that poorly. So, um, you know, like, like you know, for her, like, for, for me, she came first in, in that sense, right? Like, I'm doing her an injustice. So I get out of the wedding. I know exactly what I need to do. Like, I rush home. I change out of my formal attire. I cannot stand being in formal attire. And I go to her apartment, break up, explain why. And like, you know, we both said our peace. It was like the most peaceful breakup ever. Like, you know, obviously there were still like tears involved. Like we'd been through this thing two and a half years or whatever and like hung out all the time, every day and just like genuinely enjoyed each other, but like, you know, for a lot of reasons it just wasn't gonna work out. So, um you know, so it was like a it was a hard thing. But so I basically began my adult life Having to readjust my life and get used to being by myself again and not seeing or, you know, basically being attached at the hip to another person every day. So it was just a weird readjustment. And then I for the first year I was out of college, I'd come home for six months or four months at a time, whatever, three to six months and then go back to Nashville, three to six months and then just rotate, 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 rotate. Like I always had my bags, my bags packed. So as you know, like closing both closets, basically, like I wasn't really set living anywhere. So that really complicated my sanity, you know, for the most part, because yeah. I wasn't settled anywhere. And, you know, I was like, every time I'd leave, I'd have to, like, come back, get a new job and then quit that job and come back and then go back, get a new job until I could find a job that, like, you know, was, was self-scheduled pretty much, which was the security job. I'd self-schedule. So I was trying to figure out how to pay bills and then how to finance this record. And so I was just writing a lot. And, and that's really where, um, you know, self-plug here, you know, with the music. But, yeah. um, but that's really where like a lot of the songs for 17 hours came in because that 17 hour drive between Edinburgh, Texas and Nashville, Tennessee was like that whole first year out of college for me, man, was just like me trying to figure out how to A, take care of myself and, and, and you know, and really figure out how I'm going to do this thing and how I'm going to make it through this month and, and how am I going to actually ever do what I want to do if I have to work three jobs and constantly be tired. So it was like, it's a lot to deal with. And uh, being an adult sucks.
0: <laughs> it's good.
1: It's a good challenge. <clears throat> I guess it was a lot of, you know, like a lot more self-growth and, and I guess like my mind was pretty much like opened and, and I was educated, if you will. Hmm. And uh, so at, at that point, first year out of college, is just all about learn how to do shit now, mm-hmm. learn how to take care of yourself, feed yourself, work, do a whole bunch of shit you don't want to do. So, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I don't know if I can elaborate much more off of that.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, it definitely gives insight to our listeners. <coughs> Uh, that's the point of uh I came up with these questions actually several months ago when uh the idea of a podcast became solidified. It was just a matter of when it was gonna start. I definitely wanted to get to this point with you guys as far as <clears throat> letting listeners get you know, just get a little more in depth but directional uh I guess a mini biography on you guys and myself as well. Well good to me, but uh <clears throat> all right, Brian, it's your turn. If you could summarize your childhood from the time you can recall memories to age 10, what would you say? How would you describe it?
2: I was very different from who I am today. And I know that's like obvious, right? But, uh, I mean, like when I was little, I always remember being the class clown and like talking too much to everybody and just I was all over the place. Um, You know, I knew a lot of people and everybody knew, I guess, at least in elementary, everybody knew who I was because I was always just making, (laughs) I don't know, I was just like making a scene being, I was a funny guy and and whatnot. Um, and now I'm like the complete opposite. I I keep to myself a lot and uh, I don't like interacting with a lot of people outside of my immediate circle of friends. But yeah, those were very, very fun times. Um, I had friends that, uh. I saw every day like like neighborhood friends. We'd we'd always be outdoors doing doing things, having adventures, uh um, just on our bikes, exploring the neighborhood, exploring um anything, anything anywhere we could go at what, like seven, eight, nine, ten years old. So, um my my elementary years we'll call it, were very, very awesome despite <laughs> despite everything else which you know um we might we might get into later on down the road of this podcast but from what the way i remember them they were they were very awesome i i loved i loved those times and any time that i feel like my life gets a little overwhelming or i just a little stressed with you know adult stuff i i like to think back to those times cuz they're like a little happy place
0: <coughs> good good um i know yeah i remember i mean i, I know you recall i ever i recall you tell me like just stories you can you go you, you and your friends go out like on bike rides and stuff and you guys just go yeah. and be out for all hours until the evening and yeah. then coming home late and and i'm and it's crazy because you got think uh for those listening you know this is back in the 90s so even then for us back then if i feel like we could do stuff compared to now we could do stuff like that. Yeah. Your parents could say, "Okay, just be home before five or whatever." Before dark. Yeah, before dark. Yeah, before sun like you know, sun goes down. Go I, to think,
1: I think the rule was uh, when the street lights start to come on. That's yeah. when you got to get home before the street lights come on. Yeah, then, I,
2: I rarely listen to that.
1: <laughs> you're just like you sound like the most like, like I can already like picture you and your friends riding down the streets in your bikes like you're like in the sandlot or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
2: like it was it was something like that. I the Sandlot, they probably had a little more intense experiences. But uh, it was definitely something like that. You know, we were just out adventuring on our bikes, getting into mild
0: trouble. That's so cool. I feel like some, some people, that might be a little cliche. But I believe in a lot of cliches. And I think it's pretty awesome when somebody experiences that. <coughs> All right. So, in retrospect now, during your ad- uh, for your adolescent years, how was that? How do you see that? You know, adolescence middle school high school
2: oh. I think in for sure in middle school I was still kind of a class clown and I had, I remember getting into a lot of trouble for not knowing when to shut up <laughs> always getting in trouble um, I was talking too much or or not paying attention and um I think that whole not paying attention in class sort of dragged along even into college a little bit so um ah uh, it was I I learned a lot not in class but or maybe in class but not about the material that was being taught. I just learned a lot about like myself and and I became more like socially aware. So in middle school I was uh, I was still a class clown, always talking too much. And then uh going into into high school, I I definitely started to keep to myself a little more. But it was kind of I don't. I don't want to sound like you know, like uh, too cocky or anything. But I, I. started finding my my niche. I started finding my thing in high school, which was band. It was. It was jazz band. It was you know playing uh, for all valley, all region, and all that stuff. So, I think that kind of put me in the spotlight sometimes. And uh, I don't usually like being in the spotlight, but that made me feel good about what I was doing. Cause everything, like my life before that, like I I never really had a thing, you know, like, you know, people were in sports, people were, well, you know, people were funny, but and I was funny, but (laughs) it was, to me, it wasn't like, you know, the best thing to, to, to be. So, um, so when I had my thing, you know, just me and my sacks and, and, uh, apparently, you know, I was, I was good enough to get some recognition um that that really made me aware of of a lot of different things and it kind of you know naturally you you mature, but I got to know me a little better and and um other than that like my friends made it an awesome experience you know the the group of friends we had at the time and and growing up through those years together it was it was very awesome um and i i feel like i I've always had a really really cool life uh and in high school was definitely because of my friends like you know you go through life and and different people live life differently and different things happen uh you know good and bad and and my friends definitely helped me a lot through through high school the growing up into into that through those years so those were those were awesome times and I learned to play the sax.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was. I was gonna say so. Basically, anything I had to do with the sax, you were you were there. Yeah, anything? it was
2: it was it was my thing, and it felt good to finally have a thing. You know, like oh Eddie Eddie won the talent show in middle school, and and I did Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it, and then you know, and Andy, you know, he plays baseball. He's on the drum line, and then you know, I I finally had my thing, and and it was it was a very awesome thing to. to to experience especially with my friends
1: and just so this goes on the record for everybody listening brian is a killer fucking saxophone player (laughs) like fucking good like i remember like being at belmont and belmont's jazz group is like is is fucking incredible like they always kill it whatever the hell they're doing they're just killing it i remember like thinking like brian could easily fit into this group like and he would just play circles around these kids man like you, you could easily fit into some really good jazz groups like he's brian's fucking awesome
0: <laughs> i'm still trying to convince him to go into it but well we'll get there i have to flank a little more a little harder <clears throat>
2: <clears throat> well thank you eddie for that um yeah i mean I, I still definitely play every once in a while um i just going into college i i made the decision that i uh, probably i didn't believe i could make a living off of it so i i didn't I didn't pursue it as
0: a career what did you do what what was your major in college
2: my major in college after about a switch or two it turned to be finance and which is very far from what i wanted to do i wanted to study architecture but you know for reasons outside of my control I I ended up studying here at home and, and I took an accounting class or two in high school and I was like, you know what, I I like accounting. I, I took classes, I got A's, um, I understand it, I like it, so le- let me do accounting. So then I did accounting and uh, those classes that I took in high school, they ended up not transferring. So I had to retake those accounting classes and they totally killed my accounting <laughs> dream. Um, and it's weird to <laughs> say that people had accounting dreams, but... Um, I did at some point and I they those teachers killed me and I was like, Screw accounting, I don't like it. I took a finance course. I was like, you know what, finance is more my, my thing. So I majored in finance in, in college and and college was very eye opening, um to a lot of things, especially my, my business classes. They they kind of opened my eyes to the real world, you know, like the shit that happens after you graduate, like the things you have to worry about and, you know, the things that that other people deal with and and corporate america deals with so that uh that opened my eyes in that in that sense and um another another big part of college for me was uh, joining a fraternity and i say that, that that was a big uh it was like a big change a big deal for me because it took me back to my roots um so I always, you know, I'm. I was. Uh, I was born in Mexico, and I always spoke Spanish at home and everything. But I I spent a lot of time with my friends also outside of school. So I was always I was with my English speaking friends like t- basically twenty four seven. So in college, I started spending more time with my fraternity brothers, and a lot of them were very very deeply connected to their Mexican roots, and and you know, it kind of like took me back, and I was like, hey. You know, I've kind of been away from this stuff and I forgot how how cool it is and and how how different it is from hanging out with, you know, my my English speaking friends and and doing all the you know, all the English speaking stuff and the Amer- the traditional American things and it was it it took me back in a different direction and and it was honestly it was it was awesome. It's it's good, it's cool to be you know to have your mind in in those in two cultures and you know to be able to speak to different languages and it was uh it was an awesome experience it college really did um open my eyes in in those aspects
0: open up my mind i guess what was your first year out of college like
2: <clears throat> my first year out of college was very it was very mild i would call it it was not a lot happened except you know getting a job with a with in a bank and uh not being a teller but being more on the you know the back office end and and um working working in an environment with like no windows at least in the department i was in at that time it was um it was very mild but it was like i was finding my place in corporate america it was I didn't know, you know, what I could do, or what I could get away with. I was, I went from being a college student in a fraternity to, to just another employee. Just basically, I, w- I, like to think of it as just a number, another number on the on the books, on the pages. It was, you know, I I felt very subdued, if I, I guess you could say. It was just super mild, and I constantly wanted to find things to do um, to make my life a little more interesting. And, um, I, I guess in doing so, I, I, I still kind of tried to open up my mind to, to other things. And, um, yeah, I'm just, it, it put me in a mindset that I'm always going to be learning and I always want to be learning. So, so I was always kind of like trying to talk to other employees and, and, you know, see what kind of work they do. And, and what kind of things they like to do outside of work, and, and just get to know, like, the different types of people within people, if that makes sense.
0: Or mm-hmm. you going to say something, Eddie?
2: Not
1: necessarily. I was actually going to draw a parallel back really quick to your fraternity experience, because I had a similar experience. Um, not the Mexican root part, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> but, um, um, you know, man, like like, living in Tennessee made me basically white but uh it uh anyway yeah we get we get everyone's always like oh you have like that little southern accent." I like, no i don't i've always talked like this apparently i have not always talked like this <laughs> anyways going back to the topic at hand so um i was very like anti-fraternity in college and then but one of my best friends was in a fraternity and he convinced me to rush at the beginning of sophomore year and i was like oh, all right like I'll, I'll give it a try whatever and like what I saw with this group of guys was like, whoa, like these are the dudes I need to surround myself with to like further like open my mind and like and grow as a person. And like there was just there's a very eclectic group of guys, man, like very everyone very different from one another, but everyone super united for like brotherhood and philanthropy and and growing as individuals and i was like super in like all in on that so i learned so much from those dudes and and really like the last like several years of, of college like junior and and senior year like those dudes i mean still some of my best friends obviously and like bring them up all the time but um, i actually had to drop senior year because of like financial reasons like i just couldn't keep up with it anymore so i dropped senior year but i mean Basically still brothers, man, like talk to those dudes all the time. And there's like huge influences on my life constantly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we've had this conversation before me and Eddie, how um, I was super anti fraternity also until I met in my chapter brothers. Now, like those, those guys, they, that sense of brotherhood, like, and there's a lot of like smack talk about, you know, fraternities in general. And for the most part, I agree with it. Just because, you know, there's other, there's not, not all fraternities are the same and not all people are the same, obviously. I just happened to run into like a really great group of guys who, um, always pushed me to, to strive for more. Um, without them, I really don't think that I, I would have done, um, much of, of anything I did the, the, my, my, you know, like last two years of, of college. So I'm really thankful for, for uh, running into them. I'll tell you
1: this much too, from, from my experience If I had not joined that fraternity and become like best friends and and brothers with those guys, I feel like my life would be completely different. If I would have still been hanging out with the people I was hanging out with freshman year of college and like seeing where they've ended up now, not that they're leading bad lives of any sort, but if I would have still been running with those people, I'd I'd be super different and not as concerned with with a lot of things I'm concerned with now as far as um, being a good human goes and being good to other people and and making sure you're doing something productive with your life like yeah. things like that I would not be thinking about if I hadn't joined this fraternity
0: <coughs> cool um very nice i i feel like, i mean from my perspective for you guys i mean i've known you guys for a long time so this stuff is uh relative to uh, what we talk about on a daily basis um <coughs> we are running out of time for this episode so we're going to hold off on my back story
1: no, we're not. You better go.
0: <laughs> we will, we will hold off till the next time. <clears throat> this is millennials swinging with life.